Welcome back to Midwest Motorheads. I'm your host, Matt Oslin, with co-host Ben Mandel. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Matt. How are you doing, buddy? Great. Just not excited about the four-hour drive home I have yeah. coming up. In- yeah, but we did what we did. We did what we had to do to get these podcasts done. We've been a little slimmy on the podcast recently. We're trying to figure out schedules with uh you know matt and i being in different states me in south dakota for school and matt in minnesota um doing podcasts when i come home on the weekends but or uh, or on zoom or on zoom but we've been trying to really do the 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 person-to-person podcast make a little more personal a little more professional um so we made this trip happen and here we are here we are yeah um it was kind of a deal out of the blue i was like how did it come about me coming out here? Oh well, you snapped me. You snapped me last week, and you said, "What if I came to Sioux, to Sioux Falls for the weekend, and we did podcasts?" And I was like, "Yeah, that could work." And originally, we were just gonna do it in my dorm room. Yep, yep. But then the night before Matt came up, I was like, "What if we rented a house?" And so we ended up just renting a house for the weekend, and it's been fun. It has been, yeah, because it's like. Giving us a feel of what it would be like living on your own yeah. instead of a dorm room. Yeah, which is kind of so. nice. And then you got to experience a dorm room for the weekend for one night. I did, how yes. Was you, on, a, on a scale from 1 to 10, how would you rate your dorm room experience? I've had past dorm room experiences, but um, I it was great. Slept like a rock. Did you? Okay, um, good. Had some good laughs watching movies, as yep. always. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was good. Good. Well, glad to hear that. Um, we didn't spend much time in there, but... No, we didn't. No, no. But do you want to tell everyone what the topic of today is since you're kind of the MC for this, this, this show? Today's topic, what we're going over is Ben's hot seat since we haven't done that yet. We've kind no. of been, I don't want to say pushing it off, but other stuff that's came up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going over Ben today, um, Giving them, giving you guys a little rundown of what Ben's all about, yep. um, his history, all my crazy life's all about, and <laughs> exactly, <laughs> say exactly. The least. So, um, start it off. How how did you get into the industry of like snowmobiling and? Oh, the industry of snowmobiling. So when I was, I've always been a motorsport motorhead. Um, ever since I was young, I I think my first ride I ever took was when I was probably about one year old one year old around our barn driveway at the time my dad had a 99 rmk 700 and then he had a 95 indy or no we had a 95 yeah indy classic 500 and then we had a 97 um a 97 x i think it was an xc 440 and so i took my first ride i was about three years old uh, or no, I'm sorry, one year old. And then from there, just, you know, during winters, dad and I would ride together. We'd ride around the trails of Minnesota. Um, dad used to be, a before I was born, he used to be a big backcountry rider. So that's where the RMK came in. And then as I kind of grew up and transitioned, um, we, dad and I decided that since we both were, we were both heavily into motocross, really big into motocross. But we decided that it can't do everything. Um, and so we decided to sell the dirt bikes and invest fully in the snowmobiles. So my dad went out and he bought a, well, actually, fast, go back a little previous. 
eighth grade year, I was really big into sleds and I really wanted to go snowmobiling a lot more. And so my dad and I did our first snowmobile trip to Eagle River, Wisconsin. We stayed at a hotel called Lumberman's Inn and just riding, I mean, I was on my Indy 500, he was on his RMK 700. And that weekend was a learning experience. I ended up breaking down and I had to be towed about, probably about 30 miles to back to the lodge. Um, it was in the midst of spring riding. I think that day we probably, it was probably 50 degrees. It was warm, really warm. So you were sweating. Oh yeah, very much so. Um, and so that was kind of my first experience. And then the following year now, uh, dad ended up upgrading to a, upgrading a slide. He upgraded to a 2014 Players Pro R. Um, him and I, we took, um, we took one trip, just him on his Pro R and my, me on my Indy. And then a week later after we got back from that trip, I got my first actual snowmobile. Well, uh, I'd say a 440 is an actual snowmobile. Well, yeah. It's just like a not as big boy snowmobile. Yep. But, so I got my first big boy sled. I was on a 2014, quite a bit of a jump, uh, Polaris Assault 144 600 switchback. And that's the sled that I learned really how to ride backcountry. I took my first trip out west with that sled, learned how to side hill, learned how to carve, had my first couple stucks, really good stucks with that sled, got into a couple of really nasty cricks and didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, See, that's how you learn, though. Well, yeah. If you, if you know what you're doing, you're not learning. Exactly, exactly. Um, and that trip, um, that year when I got that sled, was my first time out west. Went out to uh, Togedy Mountain Lodge um, out in Moran, Wyoming, about an hour four from Jackson Hole. And that was that was the midst of spring riding. And that week, they just got absolutely dumped on. We had about three feet, three, no, not, not three feet, but about a foot and a half of fresh snow one day. Um, so that was that was a great experience. And then fast forward to the next year. Um, that following year was a little bit of a tough year. Um, we actually, my dad and I's best riding buddy, we had him pass away due to um, just some medical issues. Um, so that year, I really didn't even get out and ride, which is really unfortunate. Um, but then fast forward to the next year, I upgraded sleds yet again, and I went to a, um, or did I ride? Sorry, let's see. Nope, that next year, I stayed on the same sled. Um, and then the following year, coming up to 2018, yep, so 2018, I got my first mountain sled. I got a 2018 Summit 600 146. <laughs> what? I didn't, did you tell me that? Yeah, I don't think you. I thought you were always just Polaris. No, I had one. I had the X of the XM chassis, a Summit 600 146. It was, it was all black. Um, and then my dad took my Assault when we were out west. Um, and he also, my dad at the time, he had upgraded to an Axis to a Pro S. Um, and then from there, I just I learned even more on that 600. Did a lot of things I probably shouldn't have done on that 600. Um, as in, elaborate, please. Uh, we need details. As as in, 
gotten into cricks and into ravines that were that wasn't where a 600 146 was supposed to go pushing it for an 800 yes very much so almost ran out of fuel a couple times it was that was scary we had some scary <laughs> scary situation on that sled you know what they say you live and you learn <laughs> yep exactly um and then the next year my dad and i both upgraded and we got uh we got two 2016 uh polaris sks 155s was that that blue one you had yep that was the blue one um and took a couple trips out west with those um and you know fast forward now you know we've taken a bunch of trips out west um fast forward after that sled um i've had in, in my probably probably six years of being a serious rider i've had seven different sleds yeah, he was going over that yeah, in the dorm room. I've had, he was like, I've just had, n- naming them off. I was yeah. like, I've had two. I've had a 94 Indy 500 121 with an inch and a quarter paddle. I've had a 2014 Player Switchback Assault 600 144. Had a 2018 Skidoo Summit 800 146 with a two and a half inch paddle. I've had a 2016 SKS 155 800. I've had a 2018 Players SKS 155 800. I've had a 2018 Assault RMK 155, and then I had a. Uh, and then the next sled was a 2018 um, Polaris uh, Pro RMK 163 800. Yeah, and that was that most recent one you yep. had. Yep, I've had my first share of sleds. Yeah, I've had, well, my dad and I, because, so, I went over this in mine, but we had the two, he yep. sold them, he bought this one, or 500, and then I bought the 800. Yeah. Those, the only, I've probably only been on 10 sleds. Yeah. 10 different sleds, and yeah. you've owned seven. Yeah. Um, and now, this season, I've been riding a 2022 uh, Skidoo Summit Turbo 165, and then a... 2022 Polaris Matrix RMK 155 uh, Chaos Slash. Um, oh, oh, oh. Yep. That, that was when you were out west. Yep, yep. So those are the sleds I've been riding out west this year. Um, How would you like that slash? I will. So I'll be totally honest. There's I, I've gotten to ride you know, all the major sleds. Um, I've always been a Polaris guy. I'm a huge... As I mean, obviously I'm a huge backcountry rider, but I'm a huge technical rider, so I like to be in the trees. Um, and Polaris's have just always been the sled for me in the trees. I've always been a Polaris person. Um, but this year I got to spend a lot of time on that new Summit Turbo and just the Summit in general. And I took that out for a couple days in the trees. Um, we've also last year we ran a we ran a Rimshaw Rocky Mountain States Hill Climb Association. We ran a Rimshaw team, um, and I got to hill climb a little bit. Um, and for hill climbs, I ran Polaris. Um, but I gotta say, after spending some time on that skidoo, I really like that skidoo. Um, and that Matrix, that Matrix is nice, and I thought I'd like a lot more, but it's not it's not what I thought it would be. Um, but there, there, well, what is the, what did you expect versus what you experienced? So what I expected, great question. So what I, what I expected was the matrix to be more rider forward. Like a skidoo is a lot more rider forward and that's you're why like I, over it. Yeah. Well, that's why it allow, it allows you to hold such a good line when you're carving in meadows. 
and that Polaris, it's just not as rider forward. And it doesn't it doesn't hold hold the line as well as a skidoo does. Now in the trees, it's a lot better, but that skidoo is still a lot more rider friendly. And it just it's it's uh, I've just got a lot more used to the skidoo and and felt a skidoo also has a lot more power than a Polaris eight fifty does. Oh really? Yep. It, you can tell if you tell there's a power difference. Even I mean not just saying from the turbo aspect, but just on a stock skidoo eight fifty. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot better power, um, and just overall the quality of Skidoo I think is a lot better. A Polaris always, and you know I'm not hating on Polaris at all, but Polaris always seems to be really boggy when you start it up out west. Um, a Skidoo is very crisp; it runs very clean. Um, it's got really good throttle response. Um, yeah, I heard uh, a guy I used to work with. He he rode. Um, he just got a new Skidoo. And he had said that the throttle response, they had done something that made it a yep. lot better. Yeah, and that shot start is quite amazing, too. Yeah, that's really... I've kind of been bouncing around the idea of, at the end of this season, selling my sled, yep. my 800 Assault, and um, make money over the summer and then buy, buy a new one in the, yeah. in the fall. The, uh, fall. I've ridden pretty much I've ridden, ridden every sled, every mountain sled out there. Um, the only sled I haven't rode so far is a Lynx, which I want to try, but I don't know when I'm going to get the opportunity to. Have you ridden a Yamaha? No, I actually have not. Well, but Yamaha and Arctic yeah. are the same thing. So, yes, I have, but no, I haven't. You haven't ridden a Yamaha, but you've ridden a Yamaha. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah. No, that's actually the only sled I... Yeah. I Between that and a Lynx? Yep. Um... So, um, when you were out west, yep. did you get, like, a good chance to ride the monorail? I've ridden the monorail a little bit. I rode, rode it once, and just from my experience, it just it didn't seem like a very... It seemed like a snow wheel. And for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, um, Articat came out with new technology, so it's just a single rail going down. And by new technology, we mean about three or three, four years ago. Yeah. Was it that long? Yeah. Oh, that's the wow that's, that's yeah they need a refresh. I, I, I think it was just like it just seems so new still yeah well but it, it's more for mountain riders keeping an edge and stuff but um my buddy had gotten one and it was weird because you turn and you're on a one ski mm-hmm. so I, I wasn't the hugest fan of it i'm sure it'd be a lot different if i was in the mountains yep. not riding trails i don't know why you get that for riding trails but he did so be it. I mean, quick sled. Yeah, the one thing about Arcats that's really nice. Arcats have a powerful engine, and they're bulletproof. That's one thing Arcat has down is their engines. But other than that, they're heavy. They're yes, they're heavy. And when I rode that monorail, I just I wasn't impressed. It was still heavy, and it just it seemed like. Don't get me wrong. It was heavy. You could get on a side easily, but if you're on your side, it's really hard to yeah, get back up. Yeah, it's it's. It's nothing special, you know. I mean, yeah, it's special because it's like one of one of a kind, I kind guess. Kind of, but but at the same time, it's like I, I think that's something that just Arctic. Yeah, and I may create a lot of controversy from saying this, but and nowadays, snowmobile industry for mountain riders, at least, if you're an Arctic rider, you're an Arctic rider because you've always ridden Arctic, and that's the only sled that you really want to ride. Yeah, you know. You know, you may you may ride a, a player says canoe and think it's a lot better, but you're just such an Articat person that that's the only sled that you ride. Yep, yep. And that's kind of what Articat has been keeping their brand alive from is those people who are just diehard Articat fans, which is nothing wrong by that. 
Yeah, like, I was even talking to my dad, telling him about it, and he was like, my buddy, he always had a Polaris Prowler. Quick, mm-hmm. like, he had a, a 121, which I wasn't the biggest fan of. But that was, then I was telling my dad that he switched to an Articat. It, yep. it just seems like if you're Articat, if you're an Articat rider and you buy a Polaris, it's almost, I don't want to say this in, like, a controversial way, but I'm going to. If you go to a Polaris or a Skidoo, it's kind of like you're moving up. Yep. Because Polaris and Skidoo kind of have the industry on lockdown, and then now they Link, do. Now Link's coming in. They do, and you know, just from what, and I've uh, with the job that I have, and we'll get into that a little more here. Uh, but with the job that I have, I've been fortunate enough to work with people who work directly in the industry, uh, and I've been in a lot of conversations about sleds and new new technologies with with pro with conversations with pro riders um, and people who live this industry day to day more than I do. Um, and which I wish we both lived this industry day to day. Yeah. Um, and they just, they say that Articat, um, they really, what it is from what I've heard is they don't, they have such a good thing going for their store, their machine and they don't want to change up everything, anything because the Articat riders, they love that. They love that mile rail and they love that 800 so much, but it's affecting them now because you know they're coming out with eight fifties factory turbos. Articat's still the same engine they've had since like two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah, that in that engine is quick. It is. So, it's a like, very quick engine. Yeah, when I was riding my buddies, like I was saying, it was just you hit the gas and you're <laughs> yeah, and combine that if you do mods, like if you put Speedworks on it and all that, that that thing could be freaking quick. Yeah. All right, we're getting a little sidetracked yeah, we here. Are. Um. Moving on to the next one, what are some goals or ambitions you have in the in the current slash upcoming season? So I have been out west once this season for work to do a content shoot for a client, um, and some goals that I that I have is being being a lot more confident in the backcountry. And what I mean by that is uh, I struggle a lot with confidence and riding in general. You know, when I'm with a group of guys who are you know really good riders. Um, I still, I still look at myself as a flatlander from Minnesota, which essentially I am, Yeah. but I need to remind myself that I can actually hang with these guys and that I know, you know, I know how to ride essentially. Yeah. I mean, you've been going out there for how long? Four years now. Yeah. I mean, you out there at least once or twice a year, maybe three times. Twice to three, two to three times a year. Last year I actually had 32 days out there. Really? Yeah. I had 32 days. I did not know that. Um, but I just, I struggle a lot with confidence in riding. And so my one key thing that I'm working on this year is just gaining that confidence to when I see a line, knowing that I can. You're doing it. That I can do it. Because in the backcountry, if you don't have confidence, you're yeah. going to, something's going to happen. Exactly. If you're going between two trees and you're looking at one tree, like, I'm probably going to hit that. You're going to hit it. You're going to hit it. But if you, or you're going to get distracted looking at that tree and hit the other tree. Exactly. There you go. And um, you just got to keep your eyes right where you're going. Yeah. Then you're going to. Screw it up. Yeah. And my other one big goal is just being um, being technically correct with my postures and how I ride. Because in order for me to excel and do more difficult stuff in the backcountry, like hopovers, reentries, I need to know, I need to have good technique when I ride. Yeah, which technique's always a big part. Exactly. So that's probably my biggest goals for the season that I've been working on that uh, and are going to work on. Moving on to the next thing, since we've kind of covered that pretty well, what um, favorite sled? 
I know you're always a players guy, but now you're rumors. Yep. He's kind of moving around a little bit. Yep. So, okay. Perfect, perfect scenario would be to take a Polaris, the way a Polaris rides in the trees, and put that into a skidoo. Fortunately, I don't have that. Um, Scolaris. Scolaris. There you go. Um, I actually had a kid text me the other day and ask me what I thought between the two sleds and what he should go with. Um, and my response was a little bit different. Um, a Polaris, I love how a Polaris rides in the trees. Love how it rides in the trees. A skidoo, I love how a skidoo rides in the meadows. Now, I've been getting really used to how that how a skidoo rides in the trees, but a Polaris still, any day, outrides a skidoo in the trees for me. Because a skidoo, or a Polaris, when you have it on its side, it tracks where it's going and where you point it, that thing's going. A skidoo, you always got to kind of make little corrections with it because the skidoo kind of always wants to inch up and up. Um, now, what, I don't want to interrupt, but oh. what is, what do you think the component of the sled makes that happen? Because a skidoo is more, a skidoo is more rider forward. Um, and then as far as just, you know, going through the trees and like shooting and tracking where it's going, um, that I don't know. I think it's cause probably because of the T motion on a skidoo, the T motion since it bends, since the track bends, it likes to like to push up, um, that could be it. I did not think about that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, for as far as hill climbs go, um, hill climbs, I'm a pretty bit, pretty strong players person. Um, but I think a skidoo would have potential, uh, but I've always just practiced players for hill climbs. So I really don't have a, have a perfect sled. Um, Bounce around, I mean. Yeah, I bounce around. So, um, I think we've kind of covered this next topic quite a bit. Probably. Um, I'm gonna throw one out of the blue. What is your dream setup for sled and truck? Oh. Because we had that in mind and kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Okay. If I was to do a dream setup right now, oh boy. So I see a lot of potential in this could do going to be a 20 a brand new skidoo summit turbo with a 165 with a bike bin stage three tuning he's really going into the depths yep. here yep that that sucker is gonna be fast um as far as a truck goes um i'm a really big ford guy so probably i love enough i love the dualies so probably a ford f450 um, I also really like the GMCs. The GMCs look nice, um, but I'm a. I I'm take a, it since you're going dually, you're going diesel. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't even think they make a dually gasser. No, they do. Oh. For and like commercial trucks or like work trucks. Yeah, they actually. I think they do make a 350. Oh yeah, my yes. the old work truck I had. Yeah, I drove. It was a F five. Yeah, fifty with yep. a dump bed. Yeah, and it was gas. Yep. So, um. So that's, that's all you need, just a dump bed, load the sleds right in. Exactly. Um, that with probably either a sled deck or a Logan Coach horsepower 35-foot trailer. Because that's what our race trailer was last year, uh, Logan Coach. And that sucker's nice. With the hot dog heating. heating. It's a hot dog heater where it's got in-floor heating so your sleds melt out. It's all warm in there. 
and then it's got the big stereo system, so you're bumping in the chair, like getting all pumped to go ride. I, I can't say I've heard the term hot dog heater before. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called, a hot dog heater. All right. Yeah, so um, that would probably be my dream setup. Dream place to live, to add to that. Oh, so I used to be a really big, really big fan of living in Wyoming, but ever since I, um, so for, to backtrack for work, I run a marketing company called Connect Marketing, um, which I'm sure we've touched on, probably have touched on. Um, and I do just all creative marketing for companies in the Midwest and Western States from social media to web design, graphic design, email marketing. But I have a client out in Colorado, a resort out there. And when I first went out to go visit them, um, I realized I really love Colorado. I, that's a place I haven't been and I kind of have my mind set on Montana or Wyoming area, but that could change. I've never been to Colorado, so no. I don't if, know. If I were to live in Wyoming, I'd want to live in either Afton or the Jacksonville area. Now, Jacksonville is very expensive to live in. So if I make the big bucks, then that would be something I'd consider, but Colorado is a really beautiful area, and they Colorado's got a lot of potential for just the business economy. Um, so as of right now, I would probably say Colorado. Solid, solid. Um, last thing we're going to hit on before we wrap this one up, because um, we're kind of having a time yep. set that we want to keep it yep. around. Um, what is a fun snowmobiling fact? Ooh, fun snowmobiling fact. I didn't even get to think about this one. Good. Um, a fun snowmobiling fact. Holy smokes. <laughs> um, it is something, it's difficult. Yeah, I didn't even... Man, that is a that's a tough one. Oh, I got it. Okay, so my first ever my, my first ever hill climb practice. I was practicing for Bear Lake Rimshaw Hill Climb. First ever practice. I was on a brand new twenty twenty two, no twenty twenty one Pro Arm K eight fifty. Stock? So, huh? Stock. All stocked. Um, it was the white and purple color. And um, rode that sled for about a week, and within that week, I uh, I broke the running board, snapped the netting, off, the metal netting off the running board from hill climbing, and then um, oh, like the what you stand, yep, what you All stand right. on, popped that off, and then we were we had just gotten pounded on, and we were out, and we were in a in a creek, and I was the last in the pack. And everyone else had gone up and gone around a be- gone around a bend, and it was all tracked up. So what I did was I went downward more towards the creek and then sh- tried to shoot up. Well, I didn't make it quite, and I ended up opening up the creek. I sucked in a huge rock into my tunnel. Thankfully, it didn't bend any- didn't bend anything or damage anything. Um, but a boulder. It was probably about you know I don't know if, how big would you say that is for people who are listening. 15 to 18 inches? Yeah, about that big. And it took us probably about an hour to get that sled out. Jeez. That was terrible. What, did you just throw in reverse and kick the rock out? Yeah, yup. Um, I have, I mean, I have other, I have other, other memories and fun and fun things. Um, but that's probably, 
That all happened within a week. And I don't break a lot of stuff, but... But when it happens, it happens. It, when it happens, it can happen. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's my little... little Sound, sounds like a fun story. time. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it be? No. Exactly. You're not, if you're not breaking stuff, you're not having fun. Exactly, you're not learning. Everyone and you're not stuff. having fun because you're breaking stuff. Everyone breaks stuff. Yep, it's so. hard not to when you're snowmobiling. Exactly. The way we do. Exactly. The way you do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I got for you guys. Alrighty, well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I kind of lost for words. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and um, we really have a lot of appreciation for that because, yeah. as you know, we're just starting out. Yeah. By no to- means do we, do we think that these are, I mean, honestly, for where we're at right now, these are, these are decent, but we will get better as we progress. Um, and just stay with us because we got a lot of fun content coming up. Um, we got a lot of fun shows coming up. We're going to start trying to post uh, at least once a week. Uh, we have a TikTok and an Instagram. We do. Well, we've always had an Instagram, but I just yeah. li- made a TikTok. What was that? that yesterday or yeah, Saturday? Uh, that was yesterday. Yep, I, I got that up and running. Just got to do some finishing touches on it and stuff yep. will be uploaded on there as well. That is, um, I gotta think of the name. <laughs> so new, we don't even know the name. Wow, we're a good podcast host. Oh, I got it right here. We'll put it in this, this, the description. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have, uh, well, we will internet. put it in the description. Yes, we will. Um, so go check that out. Uh, as always, um, we thank you guys for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. Midwest Voterheads, and we are out. <laughs>